What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. From behind my cardboard microphone, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, my friends, uh, not only on the uh, Blaze Radio Network, the premier radio network, but also, yes, on Twitter Spaces. We've made it, gang. We have made it. Uh, we're glad that you're listening. I've, I have some unusual stories to present, and I like to refresh everyone on the scientific method because there's some very bizarre stories and we go there in 60 seconds summer is here that means your kids and grandkids are going to get out of school long break start the summer out right by getting them going on the tuttle twins books we love the tuttle twins books a lot of the people here at the blaze read them to their kids uh, they are amazing supplements to what your kids are learning in school about their country, assuming they're going to a school where they're learning about their country. I mean, in a positive way. If they're not, wow, these are going to be eye-opening books for your kids. They will dispel the myths about this country your child is picking up at school. So it is important to raise your kids to love, respect, and want to defend America and our Constitution, what it's meant to be. In order to do that, they have to know about it. Tuttle Twins can help with that. The icing on the cake is they're going to have a great time reading them along the way. Get the Tuttle Twins uh, books, the bundle of 13 books. You'll save 35% at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You get the 13 books, including the latest 12 Rules Boot Camp based on Jordan Peterson's book. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All right, Stu. So I've got a few questions. Speaking to CBS News, the IRS whistleblower revealed himself. Now, this just happened. This is a new guy since Monday. Okay. Has revealed himself as a supervisory special agent, Gary Shapley. He is part of the IRS's Criminal Investigations Department. He is a 14-year veteran at the agency and currently oversees a 12-man team that specializes in international tax and financial crimes. He told CBS News that he began documenting his concerns about the Hunter Biden investigation in June 2020, five months after being assigned the sensitive investigation. There were multiple steps that kept being slow walked. We were they were just completely not done. And it was happening at the direction of the Department of Justice. When I took control of this particular investigation, I immediately saw deviations from the normal process. It was way outside the norm of what I've experienced in the past. So this is his first interview. He sits down with CBS and uh, they take him seriously and treat him seriously. He said each and every time it seemed to always benefit the subject. And I got to the point where that switch was turned on with me and I couldn't stay silent anymore. So we now know we have the IRS along with the Department of Justice 
uh, doing all kinds of uh, all kinds of things that they shouldn't be doing on the Hunter Biden uh, front. But it's not just Hunter Biden. IRS investigation uh, into Matt Taibbi. Here's the latest on that. On Wednesday, yesterday, the House Judiciary Committee sent a letter to the IRS commissioner demanding all documents and communications related to the agency's decision to launch an investigation into Matt Taibbi. Now, who's Matt Taibbi? Matt Taibbi is a journalist. He's always been kind of a left kind of guy, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, And he has, you know, been red-pilled. And he's not a conservative. He's just telling the truth. And he's being a journalist. Uh, He is the guy that really tried to make sense um, uh, of the Twitter files. He was one of the leaders on that. According to the letter, the IRS's inquiry was initiated December 24th, 2022. That is the same day that Taibbi released the report detailing the collusion between Twitter and the federal government. Subtle, guys. Yeah, very subtle. Well, it was not only on the same day. It was December 24th. So it was Christmas Eve. I don't know about you, but there's not a lot of work going on on Christmas Eve. But the IRS are busting their ass, okay? (laughs) December 24th. And it was a Saturday. So somebody was burning the midnight. It might have been Bob Cratchit because he was afraid and he wanted the extra scuttle of coal from the IRS. So the documents passed on to Twitter by the FBI-led Foreign Influence Task Force Taibbi revealed Twitter was receiving content recommendations, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Joe Biden and the energy company Burisma. The report also showed that Twitter, along with Facebook and dozens of other tech-related firms, regularly attended FITF-led gatherings where companies often received an OGA briefing. What is an OGA briefing? That is a euphemism for intelligence services in general. In particular, the CIA. So the IRS has said, yes, we sent the letter on the 24th. Okay. And that was nine days after he filed his 2018 tax return. Um, But they said, we called him over and over again to verify his return because um, it meant it met identity theft criteria and we couldn't process it. Nine days days after they get this return to them nine days on christmas eve on a saturday the rs is like we just can't wait any longer we just we can't do we've got to process this because we're concerned about him this 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 irs form looks like it might have been identity theft so he says they never reached out to call them uh, to call Um, They said, we did it twice, and then we just had to send agents over. These guys are bending over backwards. It's really nice of them to spend all that uh, that individual time on one person like that. nice. Now, the tactics in which they used, um, apparently now we know, to dig up any dirt they could find on Taibbi, um, 
the agent assigned from the IRS was instructed to perform an extensive investigation, which include using publicly available search engines, commercial investigative software, uh, consumer affairs, LexisNexis, and Google. The documents provided to the committee also purportedly show the agency kept a dossier on Taibbi, including information such as his phone number, voter registration records, whether he had a concealed weapons permit, and whether he had hunting or fishing licenses. I don't know. That seems like maybe they weren't concerned about identity fraud. So you have now two cases of the IRS just today that I can report on. Now, the FBI has just demanded answers uh, from, uh, or sorry, the Republicans have just demanded answers from the FBI on the January 6th pipe bomb investigation. Andy Biggs, Jim Jordan, and Bill Posey wrote to the FBI and Director Ray saying, we have been asking for an update on the pipe bomber. We have witnesses or we have whistleblowers that are saying you ain't doing jack on this. In fact, the whistleblower testimony on the investigation on the unusual character, including one disclosure that revealed that the Washington field office asked the FBI field offices to canvas all confidential human source nationwide for information about the individual that might have put the pipe bomb out a year after they laid the bomb. Now, you would think that this would be something they were all on top of, but they waited a year. Still no motive, still nothing. Uh, a former FBI assistant director said they should have yielded some results by this point, but gosh darn it, they just can't find it. Now, couple it with this last story and tell me you've seen anything like these stories so far. Okay, I've seen I've seen people in the Tea Party targeted during the Obama administration. Before that, I had never seen it before in my life. Okay, so I had seen that. Got it. I have not seen uh, the Justice Department go in and stop an investigation by the IRS. That's totally new. Um, I have not seen anything like what the FBI has been doing lately. And the pipe bomb and the January 6th, and they can't find the people who are burning churches. But gosh darn it, they can find those peoples that have violated the FACE Act. Now this one. The alleged neo-Nazi accused of ramming a rented U-Haul truck into the White House security barriers is being held in federal jail pending a detention hearing next week. Sai Kandula, 19, not an American citizen, I believe from India. He appeared in federal court yesterday. He is from Missouri. If you don't know this story, it is bizarre. He slammed a box truck. Now, a box truck, it was either a Ryder or a U-Haul, and clearly marked it's a moving truck. 
Now, when I think of somebody going after a federal building in a movie truck, in a moving truck, especially with the information that the FBI knows that 60,000 tons of ammonium nitrate have just disappeared from the railway. Have you heard that story? 60,000 tons. It's on the loose. And somebody pulls a giant uh, U-Haul van and is trying to break through the fences of the White House and get close to the White House. As a police officer, investigator, Secret Service, what is your first thought? There's fertilizer in the back of that U-Haul truck. Okay? That, when I saw the U-Haul truck, that was the first thing I thought of was Timothy McVeigh. Okay? And I know that 60,000 tons of that fertilizer has just gone missing. Okay, so he slammed it into the barriers along Lafayette Square. He alleged, allegedly has planned this attack for six months. We know because of his writing, uh, has been released, can't get anything from Nashville, but this guy, he had to get to the White House, seize power, and be put in charge of the nation. So immediately, I think the guy has mental problems. He was accused of threatening, accused of threatening to kill the president if that's what I have to do. He praised Hitler and Nazism. He is not a white guy. He was originally charged with threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on the president, vice president, or family members as well as an assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, trespassing, and destruction of federal property. That's what he was charged with. Does all of that make sense so far? Okay, I can't place the Nazi flag. And the other thing that bothered me was the fact that if I am in charge of the white house and i have access to all of this information if glenn beck knows that sixty thousand tons of ammonium nitrate is missing and i see that rider truck or that u-haul truck i immediately say get the hell away from that truck back everybody out back get everyone out of lafayette square now we have seen pictures of what happens next because they only backed people up a little bit. And this is where it really gets hinky. We'll talk about it in 60 seconds. First, when do you think Mike Lindell is done? He goes on, comes up with something else better. I am wearing his slippers. I, have, I bought a pair that look like moccasins because I, I think I can get away with it. You pull it off? I can pull, mm-hmm. I can pull off wearing slippers all the time. These things are so comfortable, so comfortable. If you haven't tried them, you need to. Now, they not only are are great and everything else, they usually go for, I don't know, a lot of bucks. Um, but he's got he's got them on sale. I, I think they're still on sale. I know he's going for the, you know, the towel set, which I used this morning. Uh, he's going for the towel set, blah, blah, blah. You can get 25 bucks, a six towel set. But if you haven't gotten the sneakers yet, if they're still on sale, you need to get those. 
You find out all of the sales, all the deals they have going on. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Get the clearance price of 25 bucks on the towel set. Check out the slippers as well. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Do it now. MyPillow.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So my first question is, the park police that are guarding Lafayette Square and the Secret Service at the White House, everybody involved in protecting the White House, they see this truck, they got a guy who's pulled out a Nazi flag out of his backpack, they put him to the ground, then they display the Nazi flag. Never seen that before. They lay it out nicely on the ground because they've only backed the people up a little bit, so people are taking pictures of it. Then... What what do you think would be done with that truck? I would think you would call the bomb squad and you would say, get to the White House. We have a truck. There may be a bomb in it. And you would have video of that little robot coming to open that door, right? And you probably wouldn't have video except from the robot because you would have moved people out at least a block away. They didn't do that. Instead, they just open up the door and then they start rifling through stuff and taking stuff out and putting it out almost like you do when you, you know, you've confiscated drugs so the media can come in and take pictures of it. They lay it out. I've never seen that before. Never seen that before. Okay, so we either have out of control police that are working for the safety of our president who should not be there because what the hell are you doing? Why are you? Where was the bomb squad? But then it gets really weird. Yesterday, the DOJ takes his charges, remember, charged with threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on a president, vice president, or family member, as well as assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, trespassing and destruction of federal property. He planned it for six months. They downgraded his federal charges to a single count of destruction of federal property. Can somebody help me with that? They have been trying to put people who are trying to, who are extremists, white nationalists, they say, extremists. Here's a guy. He's not white, but he has a Nazi flag. He loves Hitler. He said he's going to kill the president. He actually takes a truck and tries to get it close to the White House. And you're only charging him? Didn't you put grandma in prison for the rest of her life for parading? You're going to charge him with destruction of property? Now, I'm not alleging anything because it could just be this is a POC thing. Oh, he's a person of color. He's a minority. He shouldn't be charged. I I don't know. It could be that. Uh, everybody in Washington is on drugs. They're zombie robots. I don't know. 
but this isn't right. Something is wrong. And I think all of these stories tie into the same thing. The same thing. You cannot have a justice system and capital police who have been weaponized, who have this guy planning for six months to kill the president, and they let him go on a destruction of property crime when you're putting everyone in jail that you can find claiming they're a white supremacist. You can't, you can't have it both ways. What the hell is going on? I hope to have Jim Jordan or Andy Biggs on with us soon to help us answer some of these questions, or at least hear the questions that they are asking about it. Things are, I think, about to come completely undone. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. I'm going to teach uh, the scientific method next. It's very complex. Do that next. Show you how to look at the news. Real estate agents I trust. This may come as a shock to you. I'm not an expert on everything, but I am a doctor. For the love of Pete, Jim, I'm a doctor. There are some areas of my life I am completely clueless about, and one of those used to be how to buy and sell homes. No idea. You look at a bus board or a bus bench, and you're like, that real estate uh, ad says they're the best in the city. I got to call them. Well, uh, that's not what you do. You actually have to have somebody who has a real plan to sell your home, who has a website that is really trafficked. So they already have built up demand. So when your house goes up on that website, there are people looking for a house like yours already. Best practices are what we look for for agents uh, that we can tell you about. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We think they're the best of the very best. If you're looking to move, buy, sell, realestateagentsitrust.com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code FEDUP. Get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. So the the job of a conservative is to jettison the things that don't work and save the things that do work. And we tend to be conservative. Let's not be hasty. Let's not move too fast. It requires a balance between a conservative and a liberal, not a progressive. Progressives are <laughs> progressives are some entirely different thing. A liberal is somebody who is a little more, hey, let's push the envelope here. Let's go. You need both sides to be able to thrive as a human, uh, as a company, as a country. They're two wings of a bird. If it only has one wing, it will not fly. Okay? So let's conserve something. It's already been destroyed 
But let's see if we can bring it back. And it is called the scientific method. Now, uh, it's kind of a new concept. It just started in the 1600s. And it looks for empirical evidence. It looks for things that are true. Well, whose truth? Well, this is how we find out the truth. It, this is a, a procedure that consists in systematic observation, measurement, and experiment, and then the formulation of a hypothesis. So, I think Glenn is too fat. That's my hypothesis. He's very unhealthy. That's my hypothesis. All right, Glenn, let me measure how tall you are. Now step on the scale. Holy mother, I think my hypothesis is, is correct. Glenn, get on that treadmill. 45 seconds into it, my God, man, it's a, a shock you're even alive. My hypothesis is correct. My hypothesis also, he's not only fat, out of shape, but he's also a male. Glenn, pull down your pants. Jeez, pull him up, please, quickly. He's a male. That's how the scientific method works. Now, if something says, you know, I step on the scale and I'm filled with helium and I'm like 112 pounds, then the scientist goes, holy cow, that doesn't match. My hypothesis is that he's fat and overweight, but he's he looks overweight, but he weighs 112 pounds. The guy looks like he's 450 pounds. This is how it works. And when it comes back that way, then you have to change your hypothesis. Okay? Otherwise, if you keep going with all of the facts disproving your hypothesis, you're not scientific. You, you, you don't have any brains. You, you know what you are? Part of a cult or a religious cult because you are denying the scientific fact. All right. So let's go through some of this. Using the scientific method, let's see who's lying to us. Hillary Clinton has come out and said, Ultra MAGA Florida isn't safe for people of color and LGBTQ+, even Disney. Okay, well, that's quite a charge, and I would like to know if it's not safe for black people, then I am really upset about it. So let's start gathering some evidence. Her hypothesis is Florida is not safe for people of color. Great. Let's look at some of the facts. The head of the NAACP has a home there. Okay, well, now, wait a minute. Maybe he's not there, and he just bought a home when it was safe. Okay. The stats show that Florida is the leading state for black businesses and black entrepreneurs. Well, that's weird. Here's another one. 
that they're banning black history. That's why it's so unsafe. They're banning black history. No, they're going after things like the 1619 Project, which by its own admission is not history. It's a reimagining of history. So, so far, her hypothesis is not going well. Well, they are they just they just banned another book. Amanda Gorman's poem that was used at Biden's inauguration has been banned in a Florida school. Associated Press, L.A. Times, USA Today, MSNBC, Rolling Stone, Politico. Is that true? No. A parent filed a complaint about the hill we climb and uh, it's uh, uh, and the school K through eight in Miami Lakes took action in response to that complaint. What did they do? Well, they got together, not with some crazy parent, but with teachers, teachers uh, and uh, counselors and went and looked at the book and they reclassified it and said, you know what? It's for middle school. It shouldn't be for elementary. And the book was moved from one part of the library to another part of the library. So which is telling you the truth? Which which one is sticking to a false hypothesis that the evidence shows is not true? This has to be done on absolutely everything. Here's a story for you today. Major Journal retracts a study on socially contagious transgenderism among kids. Now, there was a study done on uh, the rapid onset gender dysphoria. That is a hypothesis. The hypothesis there is we think that girls going from gender dysphoria of 0.5% a year later having it at 30%, we should look into because there's a rapid onset of gender dysphoria mainly affecting little girls why so they did a study they uh, talked to 1655 possible cases from parents and these parents went to the doctor and their kids are either in you know transition or not whatever but what they found with these uh, parents was The parents were concerned about their children, concerned enough to take a non-brief survey about the issues and find out what they thought was going on and their experience with this. Well, they found out a lot that it looks to be social media that is pushing a lot of this, that is captivating and changing our children in a really bad way. So the paper found evidence that youth experiencing rapid onset of gender dysphoria were involved in transgender social media groups and peer groups. It also found youth with mental health problems were more likely to have socially and medically transition than those without. That's the fact. So now this is just one study. But this one study showed the rapid onset of gender dysphoria is real 
and it's connected to social media, okay, and mental illness. Well, it was published in a very credible uh, uh, st- uh, magazine or, you know, uh, a journal. It had been peer-reviewed. Once it's published, you get an explosion of people who are on the other side and saying that that is not true. They go and say, we will never publish anything and we will tell everyone who you are, you bigots, if you don't retract and apologize. They did. Now, the way the scientific method works is you look at all of the evidence. Here's one piece. This is stopped now by someone who says you can't even look at that. They don't go to disprove it. They say, take it and burn it, which. Hmm. Gavin Newsom says that the tar- the target CEO is uh, going to come for blacks and Asians and Jews and women are the next victim of a systemic attack by white radicals. These are extremists in our community. Now let's, there's this hypothesis. The people that are protesting are the extremists in our society. Okay. I know my wife, she is pretty even keeled. Otherwise, I'd be dead by now. Uh, She's very even keeled. She's not an extremist. And she shops at Target. I know a lot of her friends. They shop at Target. And they were all horrified that satanic transgender crap was being sold right at the front. You know where all the Halloween candy is when it's Halloween. For a month, Target makes this transgender, LGBTQI2+, whatever, all of that stuff right at the front, including girls' swimsuits made for men so they can tuck it. Now, are the people who say, no, 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 no. This is not something as a society we should be, look, if you want to buy a swimsuit, I'm sure you're an adult. You can go find a swimsuit with the tucket pocket in it. We do not need this in front of the store of, of Target. And we're not, we're not doing any, your name, by the way, is Target. So don't talk to me about being dangerous with language. We're not saying, you know, we're going to burn your store. We're saying we're just not going to shop there anymore. Just not going to shop there. Just like we don't drink light beer anymore, you know, a Bud Light beer anymore. Now, the other extremist is saying, the other side is saying, these are dangerous ex- extremists. That doesn't fit in the bucket. Uh, you have to dismiss the evidence of who is saying this. They say it's good for business, but we know they lost share. They lost uh, uh, money on the stock market here just recently, like like 3%, and they're losing customers. So how is this association with the transgender Satanist, how is this good for business? Well, I have a hypothesis. It is good for business. 
But see, if you only measure the things that are obvious, you may not be able to see the full picture. How is this good for business? Well, who owns Target? Who are the major shareholders? Here are the top 10 holders of Target Corporation stock. Number one, Vanguard, 9%. BlackRock, 9%. State Street, 8%. Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, uh, uh, 3%. Wells Fargo, 2.5%. Bank of America, 2.5%. Another Vanguard Fund with another 2.5%. It is good for business. These are all the people that are voting with their shares, ESG. And if you have these people owning your company, of course you're going to do that. And you're going to say it's good for business in the long term because they've already made the decision where the American people and the people of the world, where they're mentally supported supposed to be on issues like this and it's just a matter of time until we get all of these bigots to accept it by the way ali sucky's going to be on with me about an hour to talk about this this boycott if it stops you will fail if it continues and it becomes bud light oh my gosh you're on the verge of a massive win more in a minute. Feeling trapped by the amount of credit card debt that you're facing each month? If you're tired of making the minimum payments only to see the needle barely moving on the actual balance, it's a little stressful. Um, if you own your own home, there may be a smarter way for you to tackle it. This is not right for everybody, but consider unlocking the power of home ownership. See what using you know $10,000, if that's what your credit cards are maxed out at or whatever it is. See if you can use some of the equity that you have in your home to pay that debt off once and for all. You can get from 15 or 20 or 25% interest to 6% interest. Plus, you could end up being able to delay two months of mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I lost my dad, by, oh gosh, almost nine years ago now. And, you know, Father's Day is coming up. And I think about him a lot. You know, he's, he's a blue-collar guy, uh, you know, when he, he worked on cars. And he would bring me, when I was little, to the store where he worked. And I'd hang out in the office and, you know, do whatever I was doing. And I just remember, you remember the smell of that room. And every time I go back to get my car fixed somewhere and I go to get new tires or something, I think that same smell kind of takes me back to that place uh, back in those days. My dad was an American giant. He worked hard to make sure that I was taken care of, and he took pride in his work. He worked with his hands. Uh, let your dad know how important he is to you. Get him a gift from American Giant. American Giant began 13 years ago by saving a clothing factory in North Carolina from going out of business. Jobs were saved, and many more have been created. 
They're showing that it's still possible to make quality clothing right here in America. The work they do matters. The clothing they make matters. Clothing that's made with American cotton, American workers, and American quality. No matter what type of work your dad does, this Father's Day, let him know that he matters. Let him know that you see him as an American giant. Buy American today at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Quality matters. Your dad matters. Father's Day is right around the corner. Go to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. So about a week or so ago, I pick up a book and uh, start reading it. It's called How to Save the West. And um, I just I'm fascinated by it. I'm listening to the first chapter. I'm like, holy cow, this guy is brilliant. And I keep reading it. And I'm about halfway through. And I come into a meeting and I said, we got to get Spencer Clavin on uh, How to Save the West. It's really brilliant. And uh, one of my producers said, oh, I love him. And I said, really? What else has he written or how do you know him? And she said, it's Andrew Clavin's son. <laughs> Andrew, amazing job of raising this boy. Mm-hmm. The logic uh, that he demonstrates and how to save the West, he's on in just about five minutes. You're going to love this. How to save the West it's uh, it's deep, but really good. The Glenn Beck Program.